0: You're listening to the Empowering Process Podcast with your host, Gail Kraft. Listen as she holds frank discussions around how your purpose, being present, and trusting your power impacts your life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, leader, or developing your vision, you'll find wisdom and insights you can utilize right now. Welcome your host, Gail Kraft. Well, hello, everybody. Gail Craft here from the Empowering Process Podcast. And I have with me a dear friend, Erin Gallagher. Erin and I met when I took a training of hers because I was curious as to, you know, she did a training with your relationship with money and nothing to do with money, guys. Tricky, 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 right? (laughs) Because how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so if you have a bad relationship with money, you probably have a bad relationship with your significant other. You probably have a bad relationship with your boss. You probably have a bad relationship yeah, with yourself. Um, and that's where you know I went deep and took a deep dive. And then I'm like, oh, I don't like the slow She's making me go places. But then <laughs> I became in love with the dark side. So thank you, Erin, for making it possible for me to be brave enough to face my own dark side over and over and over again um and and learn to embrace it learn to love it and now i i work with my clients on the same thing so erin erin gallagher her mission she has this vision right she's a visionary Leaders, she helps visionary leaders, she's a visionary leader, she's a visionary, she's amazing. She helps her leaders heal on all levels so they can ignite their confidence and lead without fear. She uses the Akashic Records to teach people how to tap into their soul's purpose and create massive success in all areas of their life. And she is a model of possibilities. Erin has an amazing story that she's going to share with us, but we're going to talk about facing yourself being your biggest fear. And, and, and I'll tell you, you know, we all have ways that we hide in our life, right? We don't believe that we're hiding, but when we stop and we take a look at what's going on in our lives, we we notice, at least I notice. So let me talk about I, I won't assume anyone else, just me. I know that I notice that um, that I did so much in my life to build up a wall. And in building that amazing wall, I'm a great bricklayer. I was not only blocking the world out and hemming myself in, but I was also hiding myself, not only from others, but from me, right? To my potential, to what I could be. Um, Believing I wasn't good enough, I wasn't smart enough, But also believing that if I dared do this thing called life, if I dared embrace it, that I would lose everything that I was comfortable with, right? Um, And when I finally faced me, and it's been a journey. It's not like one day you face yourself and it's all healed, guys, so sorry, (laughs) right? But when I finally faced me. it, it was it was like finding the child that you used to love that's been waiting for you to say hello again, right? And so Erin, thank you for joining me. I know you're going to share who knows of your story. There's so much um, that you broke through and you did a lot of hiding from yourself um, and you used many ways to do that. Welcome.
1: Yes. Many, many years. Uh, Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here having this conversation with you. I love you so much and love that we met. And uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? How like the darkness um, and the part of us that we hide for so long is, is the part that is kind of like the clincher for healing. And um, it, you know, and I go back and forth with this because I'm in the spiritual world and everything. And I know there's a lot of like the dark night of the soul. And sometimes that can get a little fatiguing, you know, like, okay, I get it. Also there's light and there's joy, let's, let's focus on that. So I do like a mixture of therein, um, but there's so much juiciness in the parts of us that we either hide from or that we're too scared to be vulnerable with um, that when we go in there and when we dare to, you know, dare to do that work, um, miracles. And I mean, in the smallest things, you know, people think that when they work with me as a coach or a healer, they think like, oh, it's going to be so much work and it's so hard. And for the most part, what I found is, is that, yes, there is stuff that comes up that's hard to feel feel through, um, but it happens faster than people think. It's kind of like you're know, like you talking about the brick walls, you know, of like putting yourself around or, or in front of you, you know, if you just crack. Away, at one little tiny piece, boom, you got a crack. And then that turns into another one. That turns into another one. All of a sudden, like a whole piece of the wall is down.
0: Or a whole section so, falls down.
1: Yes, exactly. And we look at this wall and we just think this is impenetrable. I can't get through it. And all of a sudden, if we just do a tiny little thing. Boom, a whole section could pop down. So, um, you know, it does take bravery and courage, but it really, it's just at the end of the day, it is very simple of just being held, heard and witnessed. So you can, you know not be judged in that. Cause I think people are so afraid of moving forward because of the past and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, moving through your own BS <laughs> and your own fears is quite the journey. Um, a little bit about myself. I started my background with, you know, the fear journey or the journey of like who I really am started when I was, well, I grew up in an alcoholic family. My dad was an alcoholic and, um, it was my, my, uh fight flight or freeze thing was freeze i was just always just freeze in place i thought everything was my fault oh my god like what have i done and so i carried that for many years in my life of just freezing 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 and um when i turned 16 17 around there my the town i grew up in was very drug heavy there was like it was like the meth thing was getting big because everyone was doing it and kind of these little like white trash towns. (laughs) And that was one of the towns I grew up in. So it was everywhere and it was really bad. And because when I did it, it made me feel like I didn't have to freeze anymore. And all of a sudden I felt like I can do whatever I want. I can say whatever I want. I don't care what anyone thinks. And it gave me a freedom. Um, It also gave me an addiction, right? So um, in doing, I, I really look back and think it's like, you know, and and we'll talk a little later about Akashic records and how I use that. But now that I look into the path of my soul, I really do feel like my soul before it came into Aaron Gallagher, this experience of my life, I really think it was like, okay, I'm going to be a drug addict from this time to this time. And then I'm going to break through and crack open. And then I will use the darkness from that period to create what I'm creating next. So, um, I don't regret any of it. I know that all of it happened in order for me to crack open and become the person that I came here to be, to help raise global consciousness and heal humanity from within. That's my big vision to help heal global consciousness and heal humanity from within. So, uh, it's really important for me in my own journey to do that same work because, you know, it's like, um, you want to practice what you preach, right? So, so that's a little bit about myself. I want to let you kind of like come in if you have any additional questions or you want to like make me go in a certain oh way. My God.
0: I mean, there's so much. I'm like, no, let it talk, let it talk. Let it talk. I
1: know, there's so much. But I know it's like I want it to be a conversation too. And it is, it's, it's, um, it gets deep. You know, there's so much in our experience as human beings, so many layers.
0: There's just so, there's just so many layers. And, you know, the interesting thing about addiction, um, you know, we, many of us, I don't want to say we all, many of us choose addictions, um, to soothe the pain. For me, it was, I I was a smoker and I, and I could quit smoking. I did it many times. Right. Um, and, and people don't look at that as an addiction, but it is an addiction. Oh Um, yes.
1: Everything. Even the things that are like, seem like the most minute little things are addiction. I mean, Anything can be an addiction.
0: <laughs> right, right. I mean, there are people who are, you know, sexual, sexual addicted addictions. There are food, you know,
1: shopping, shopping. Yeah. Oh my
0: God. Right, right. Just so many porters. Um, and the, the addictions. When I, when I work with clients now and, and I, and I get to know about their life and I, and I see the, the little addictions, you know, I know that they're hiding from a pain. I know that they're hiding from themselves. Right. And, and for me, you know, it was, um, shame and guilt. Right. And honestly, Erin, this is hilarious. You know, so quitting smoking, when I finally did quit, I can't even tell you why I quit. I just- I'm the same way.
1: Like, I, I mean, I quit cigarettes and booze at the same time and I quit drugs at a different time, but it's the same thing. It was just like when people ask you, me, how did you do it? I'm
0: like, I don't, I just, it just happened. I don't know. Just that day, I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going to do it. Now, and I and I am a project person, so I did plan it and practice. Well, what am I going to do when I drive and I don't smoke? Well, let's practice. What am I going to do, right? So I practice for a little bit, and then one day I'm like, that's it, done. Pull the trigger, right? So, um, but, you know, getting back to when we face those issues, right, Sometimes they still stay stay hidden. So the guilt and the shame. I did a lot of work. I mean, decades of work. And Erin, I was in the master's NLP, maybe intermediate NLP training. And the trainer's like, okay, so Gail, timeline work, uh, you know, let's work on shame. I'm like, I have no shame to work on you know and i couldn't feel it i couldn't find it i have no guilt to work on bs uh-huh right <laughs> don't you love how
1: we convince ourselves of? oh my god they, but it, it's so yeah. buried guys right yeah. so much denial and so much hiding and that process of coming out of the hiding space can take years and years and years like i was in such denial about my alcoholism and first I mean I it took me a full year of because I had gotten a DUI and it took me a full because I was like I had one of those they threw the book at me because I, I put blue like a point eighteen or something ridiculous but um I had been drinking and using drugs for like 17 years so I was just like you don't know me no one knows me I know. and I had a lot of stories like I know I have a problem drinking I do but Blah, blah, blah. You know, like it was always like, I know I have a problem drinking, but I'm going to keep drinking because I like it, so I don't care. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm not that. I, I know because I knew. You know, it's like oh, I need to put it in the aware.
0: washing machine, right? I'm yeah. not, you know, you yeah, you can justify because
1: I'm aware. I'm, fi- you know, at least I know, and I'm not, you know, just acting like everything's fine when it's not, you know. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, it took me a, about seven months of alcohol classes every week and an alcohol class teacher because it was court ordered, but the teacher in the class would just harp on me every time I was there and I hated him and just talked back for so long. Every time he tried, you can't tell me I'm an alcoholic. I tried to get him fired. Like He's telling people they're alcoholics. That's illegal. Like People can't, you can't tell people they're alcoholics. People have to find out things for themselves. Oh oh my God, so much BS. And uh, it took me so long to realize like, Cause my, my, my thing was, I know I have a problem and I know I could quit if I wanted to, but I don't want to. That was my thing. Right. And then I realized after him asking me and challenging me over and over, just quit drinking for one day, one week, anything, you know, and he just kept bugging me and bugging me. Finally, after me saying, no, I'm going to Vegas. I have a thing. I got a party. I got a wedding. Um, finally I realized, oh my God, I don't think I can do it. And then I, that's when I really started uh, seeing my own BS and going, Oh, Oh man. Okay. I, I really don't think I can actually quit drinking. And then I tried to do it for two weeks and went to a party where everyone was drinking. And, um, just to test myself, like you said, the testing, driving in the car, smoking right, and everything. Right. And I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm going to get a big of coffee and just go to this party. See how, to, because, because I don't have a problem, right. It's gonna be easy and went to get coffee. And I was like pouring the cream in and my hand was like, and I was like, I have the shakes, like I have the DTs. And I was like, I, I had no clue. Like I just started bursting through all these denial things. <laughs> Anyways, that's kind of like a, it was a slow process to come to. Oh,
0: absolutely. So I, I'll tell you, I DT'd when I stopped smoking. I was in a ball um, on my couch I'm not surprised. Nicotine uh, right.
1: withdrawals are insane. Not even the nicotine withdrawals, but also just the emotional and the energetic. Yeah, all the social,
0: it. the emotional, the- There's as, hooks, is, like addictions right?
1: are hooked. They hook into your body, your energetic bodies, your emotional bodies, your physical body. It is hooked in, it's like a demon. Oh you know? my God,
0: it, it was disgusting. So I, I went, um, a week later, I went for, um, not for acupuncture, oh, for hypnosis, right? And the hypnotist said, well, why didn't you come to me beforehand? You wouldn't have had to go through the DTs. I said, no, no, I now know if I ever, I will either never smoke again because I do not want that experience. Or if I pick up a cigarette again, I will never try to quit again because I don't want that what I want you to do is that little voice in three months is going to come up and go, Oh, go have one. Yeah. You can have one. I don't want to hear that voice. And I never did. She was good. Yeah. Yeah, I love that.
1: I know. I, I had to follow the like one minute at a time rule, because if I even told myself in my head, like, Oh, I'm never drinking again. I lose my absolute mind. So I was like, no, I'm only quitting for two weeks. Every two weeks was like, I'm only quitting for two weeks because I couldn't even imagine my life without it because I had none. It's funny because now I don't even because people, you know, when they quit and they're in recovery, they stay in recovery for years and years and years, even after they quit. And I'm like, no, I stopped, I recovered, and now I'm done. Like I'm done with that part of my life. Like I had someone. I don't know. I posted recently that I'm moving back to my hometown to finish my memoir and to go face my demons of my home of origin trauma. Right. And someone, I don't know if you saw a response. Someone responded and was like. No one's you, like you. Got to be careful about, about relapse. Like I and she oh. went on. She went fear. on, about,
0: Let me throw my beer in you. Right. right? She went to
1: her own story about. Oh, and then I went and it was I I I I I, and I was like I appreciate your response and I am way far from relapse. That's never gonna happen. And she was like she was like nobody's that far from relapse. You don't know. And I said, don't make my story about you. Thank you. I understand where you're coming from. It can be triggering. Um, but you know, and I send you, wish you well and thank, you know, thanks for understanding type of thing. Right. And I'm excited about you going back. Me too. So yeah, it's, it was a recent discovery and for your listeners, I was kind of like, um, I, I feel like a lot of people have a very specific story about their hometown. Either people stayed and they love it. They stayed and they hate it. They ran as far as they could, as fast as they could. That was me. And, um, and It's an interesting, it's something to me that's really interesting. I'm like, maybe at some point I'll make like a little coffee table book about home because um, my dad recently passed in December and he was a home guy. Everything was like, you know, he grew up in uh, going to high school in Finley, Washington, tiny little town in Eastern Washington. And uh, he was just like the Finley dude. He was like their unofficial mascot. He'd go to all the football games and hold up signs and everyone knew him, you know? And um, so he was just a hometown dude and i was the opposite i was like get me out of here i hate it i got addicted to drugs here i had so many bad things happen to me and like i said in my post wherever you go there you are if you're a toxic person it doesn't matter if you're in your hometown freaking india um wherever you are if you have toxicity going on it's going to follow you you're gonna you're the problem basically
0: <laughs> right. So,
1: right yeah so and it was very conflicting because um I, every move I make is really with the universe and spirit in mind. I don't really even do it when people say, Oh, why did you make that decision? I'm like, I didn't, I just listen. And whatever my guidance tells me I do. And so when my guidance told me you're moving back home to write the rest of your memoir and really like reconcile with the demons and all this stuff. And I've done a lot of healing around home of origin, but uh, to go and live there and be in it different story. Right. So I was like, When I heard that bit of information, I was like, you should have seen Miguel like pacing in my house. I'm like, no, no, that's not right. I can't. I was like, no, like screaming and tantrum on the floor, like, I'm not doing that. No, I'll never, because my whole life has been about anyone who stays there is an idiot. Everyone who leaves and goes back is an idiot. All these judgments. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like my guidance is making me look at all those judgments I had and saying, oh, really? Okay, well, how about? How's about you go back? So my heart and soul knows it's the right decision, but there is still a little bit of that conflict of like, oh God, I don't want to go back there. So it's going to be quite the journey.
0: It's it's going to be quite the journey, but what I, what I love what I'm hearing, you know, Erin, so you and I have both, um, done a lot of work and we enough. And so this is listeners face yourself, Erin and I are here to help you do it. Because when you clear that, like, there's no brick wall. There's not even a brick anymore, right? When that is gone and you can listen to your, whether call it intuition, call it your spirit guides, call it God, call it macaroni, I don't care. But when you listen to it and you answer it, first of all, you hear it more because they're like, yay, right, right? you start doing things you're like well I have no idea like I'm running these virtual events a month ago if you said I'd be doing this I'm like you're out of your mind that's nowhere near on my radar and then one day I got up I'm like huh I think I'm gonna do this okay let's do it right and it's a beautiful beautiful thing because it's first of all so much fun
1: it is, and it's it's fun, and it's really interesting because you never know. For me, I never know what's going to come up next, and I'm like, man, my my guides really keep me guessing because uh, the last thing I ever thought would be that I would move back home. But um, the more that I think about it, the more I talk about it, the more I tell people about it, the more excited I am. I mean, what? I have such I have a great community out there. My mom's out there. I get to just sit and drink coffee with my mom, talk about the weather, hang out. I haven't done that. I moved away from home when I was 21. I'm 41. So I get to be home and do those things. And there's a really, like the spiritual community is really starting to gain traction. So to go out there on my business and everything, it's, it's really um, in the highest and greatest good of everybody involved. And I also know that there's going to be a lot of stuff that I am going to have to process through that may or may not be pretty and cute and fun, um, you know. I know that your listeners can relate when sometimes when you leave home, it's like um, there is this kind of like side of you. That's like, oh, I'm so glad I don't live at home. So I don't have to deal with it. Like, oh, sorry. Everyone's having problems out there. I don't live there. Oh, so yeah, seriously,
0: can't do anything.
1: And now I don't have that excuse. So it's like, okay, but uh, yeah, so it's, so it's, so it's,
0: it's interesting. And, and I'll tell you a little bit. So I moved back. Um, so I lived in California for 15 years, and now I'm back on the East Coast. And, um, and I came back to be with my daughter, help her buy a house, so we bought a house together so that she would get out of apartment living and her, my grandson could have the experience of living in a home, right? And so here we are. And, you know, all of the history that she carried with her blame on me, right, would come spewing out
1: oh yeah yeah right no, no matter
0: and how much you along, it's there it's no it's it, it spewed out and you know at first I was like that shit didn't happen her perspective is and then I'm like but it's her perspective and it's her story right and so I stopped being coach I stopped being mother and I just held space and just did my thing and and every once in a while I would go oh, you're, you're angry about this, this, and this. Oh, no, I don't own that. And I would leave. And, or, okay, I own that. All right, so let's talk about it. I do, right? So I would think, do I own it or do I know? Right. Is, Is this name? mine or yours? Is this right. our? Yeah. Right, 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 right. And then appropriately respond. And if it's not mine, I would leave because then she has to sit with the fact that I said, no, I don't own that one, right? And she had a trauma, a little trauma happened which sent her in a spiral, which broke her free. And she's on her own little spiritual journey right now. And she's a manifester, Erin, right? And she's starting to discover how powerful she is, right? And it is such a beautiful thing. And I'm so, thank you, universe. Thank you, spirit guides. Thank you for giving me the strength to just hold space and shut up and let her be on her journey
1: the most powerful thing in the world is to just and to observe as someone else goes through it without saying oh i've been there all the, the, the,
0: the. no no yeah that's what being a witness is there's no blame and there's no right just witnessing now she asks me mom i would like to do this and i would like to do that how should i word this never would have asked me this before right and so like Okay, so how can she word this in a way that it's non-judgmental that allows space for the other person to respond in their entirety? Okay. I love that. Yeah.
1: It's me, me and my sister are like that. She before it was I, I'm have a really big issue and problem because I'm a coach with trying to trying to help, which really doesn't help a lot of times. Yeah. And so me and my sister have a really great thing when she like talks to me about something. I'm able to say, you know, do you want to, do you want me to like, you know, talk to you about? any, any support that you need? Like, how can I support you? Just listening, like, as opposed to just going right into it. Um, I, I find that really helpful, like asking the person what they need, because then it supports the, whoever you're talking to in, they got this, like, let them find, let, let them find out and then voice their needs. And you can kind of like help them by saying, I'm here to support you. However, just tell me how, and then it kind of makes them think about how, what kind of support they need and how to ask for it, which is really important.
0: Right. And so facing yourself, being the greatest fear, that's how she broke through. and she, so it was a relationship that fell apart and she was heartbroken. And she said, he said, I did this. And she said, mom, I did. Oh my God, I did. Not my intention, but I see where he perceived it as that. And then she would say, but he did it. And then she can't blame him. Nope. 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 What I need to do. And I'm sitting there going,
1: yes,
0: (laughs) yes, yes. Right. Right. And it's, and it didn't take long folks. It doesn't take long. Now she will always be on this journey. We're always on this journey, but the first time that you have that breakthrough of accountability and loving yourself anyway, right? And not, no blame. It's like, yeah, I I did that. I can see how it looked pretty shitty to them.
1: Yeah. Being neutral right, and and really observe, like pulling back and being like, huh, okay. I may have seen that. Or I didn't, like you said, like, is this mine? Is this your choosing? Um, I think another piece of it, like you said, that's really important is the perspective. You know, I always say trauma because I'm a trauma specialist. I work a lot with trauma. I always just say trauma is perception because what is trauma to one person may be like, oh, it's no big deal to someone else. Right. And uh, it's interesting. I, I recently watched, for some reason, I was just like on Netflix or something and clicked on a documentary and it was the Val Kilmer documentary. Anyways, um, his story is interesting, but there's a part of it where he's talking about his dad and his perception of how his dad was and all this stuff. And he said, and my dad was like this and it made me feel like this and it made me feel like this and it made me feel like this. And he said, it wasn't true, but that's how I felt. Right. And I loved that. I, I talked to my clients about it all, all the time because he knew he, had, he has the awareness to say, I felt this way and I'm going to honor that. But it wasn't true. But I still felt that way. Like, you know what I mean? So it's Because really- you did feel that way. Yeah. Right? So, you know, so that's no evidence. Because a lot of times people just feel a certain way and they feel like they need to have evidence to be able to say, I felt this way. No, if somebody really loves you and you say, you, you know, you said something it made me feel this way, You know, you want somebody that's neutral and can say like, "Oh, okay," instead of feeling defensive and like, "I didn't do that." You know, you want somebody that can. And it takes time. That's hard to hear that and not want to jump in and be like, "I didn't do that."
0: You know, know. exactly, exactly. Except when, when, when I did. I mean, there, there was a a story that she was telling her son about um, not having money at the mall, right? And and she knows what that's like. And I'm looking at her and and. She's finished telling her son that because I don't get in between them either. That's that's her child, her responsibility. None of my business shut up. Right. And he left the room and I went, that has never happened. You always had money because I made good money. What are you talking about? (laughs) Right. <laughs> right. And I she's love like, that. well, well, uh, 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 well, you know, well, there were times when I was at the mall and I didn't have money. I said, but that's because I didn't know you were going. Yeah. You would have had it if you asked.
1: I know. And I, I do the same thing with my sister and my niece. Cause I love my niece so much. And my sister get, it does the same thing with money. Like my niece, something will happen. Like she'll break an, like her ankle. She'll twist her ankle and needs to go to the doctor. My sister will be like, remember the last time you got sick and whatever we had to take to the doctor? I'm like, oh my God, you're literally making her feel bad about being sick that she has no control over because of your money stuff. Don't, right? don't. And
0: I have to be quiet. And I'm like, oh, it's so hard. <laughs> I, know. I know because the, the journey of facing yourself is your own journey. It's a personal journey. It is. Right? And it's yeah. hard. It really is
1: hard not to reflect your own stuff Especially when kids are involved, you know, it's like it's really hard not to be like, oh, I, you know, like I, I got a job when I was 16. Why aren't you working? Or so whatever it is, any kind of like it's like the experience of other people around you are not is not yours. So let it go and let the um I was talking to a friend about this the other day, where like is, has there ever been one time you went to give a person like well-meaning advice or do this, or this happened to me and, and I learned, and why don't you try this way, that they've never actually done it and taken it and it worked out for them? And we were like, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. That person has to learn on their
0: own. you know No, no. When I, when I coach, um, if there is a point I want to make, I will tell a story about me or my experience, right? Um, rather than say, well, you know, have you thought about this? I I will say, you know, um, there was a time when blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of the story, I'll say, the point of that story is this happened. You just mentioned this. And and I want you to just kind of reflect, right? Right. Um, Because it would be my learning experience. And I put it across as my learning experience. But I'd like you to reflect on it. Not necessarily copy it, but reflect
1: it's true. Now that you say that, it reminds me of all the people that come to me and say, oh, Aaron, you made me shift my perspective or this and this happened. It was never from me. I mean, sometimes if they were like in a coaching package with me, it was from me actively coaching them. But most of the time it was like, oh, I heard you on a live video. You said this and boom, it clicked with me. Right. You know, it, it's most of the time it's not me talking directly to a person and trying to get them to like learn it. I just say something that they hear in passing and boom, it, it c- connects.
0: And that's it's so what we're here for,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. And right? that's how that all connects back to doing what our guidance tells us. Because when we do that, then we connect the people and the things that are meant to, that we're meant to connect to on the, on that path. So exactly, it's, yeah. exactly.
0: It's all, it's, it's all divine. Um, and we're all a divine. So it's, it, another thing that is, is interesting that ha- has happened to me because of this, and this is why we're trying to tell you there's so much value in facing yourself. It's just yeah. it's ridiculous, the value. Um, I'm able to feel if something doesn't feel right, even when it's be advice or suggestion being given from a space of caring and love. And, you know, I'm in, I'm in a, a mastermind group of coaches and the, the lead coach I mentioned, I was bringing down my website. You know, I may, you know, bring it up and just have it be a couple of, but it doesn't feel good anymore, right? And, you know, there's two running this mastermind and they're out looking at my stats. And like, oh, you know, when, if you if you type in Gail Craft, like you come up first, like you're first first, right? I'm like, and on Google, you're first. I'm like, uh-huh. Why would you give that up? Because it's no longer serving me. Yeah, that's okay. all logistics
1: stuff. That's like right or it? left brain. Is it right brain or left brain? Right.
0: Brain. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. It's the because by the right way, I'm
0: balanced brained. Right. <laughs> um, so, um, So they counseled me in, well, maybe, you know, use it for your blog, for your, for your podcast, or use it for this, use it, but they don't lose what you've gained. I'm like, okay, so they're coming from a place of concern. So let me think about this. And I slept on it and I got up and I went, nope. And so I sent a message to one of them. And I said, I want you to understand that you gave me advice from a place of fear. And any time a decision is made from a place of fear, it's the wrong decision. So thank you for your advice, but I'm not taking it.
1: Yep. And, and the people that I know that have the biggest like results with healing people or doing whatever they're doing out in the world is when they say, you know what? I give up. As soon as you, that's part of the training I'm doing coming up is the, the subtle art of giving up. Because a lot of times people are so, I mean, we live in a culture that's persevere no matter what, just do it. You know, and it's this culture that's just do it, you know, failure is not an option. And it's just um, it's like, no, fail, give up, let it go. Experiment. I promise you, magic's gonna
0: happen. Experiment. Right. And so for me, the just do it is when I hear them, it's like it's like the event that I'm running. Okay. I'm just do it. Just, okay. I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm getting, God, Gil, this is awesome. This is fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Right. I'm just going to show up and do it. Right. I've yeah. never run an event on online and I don't have the right version of Zoom to do it. I don't care. Right. Just going to do it. Just show up. Just, just show up. Just do it.
1: Right. I know it's People, everyone has visibility issues with visibility and being seen. There is trauma there, too. So I work with that. But it's like, just, just push record and, and go. Don't. The right. more you think about it and make it a big to-do, like, think about little, I know there are, you know, TikToks and stuff like that where people take, you know, five hours to do 30 seconds. But um, there are ones out there where people just push record, blah, 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 do it. I mean, there's people that have gone viral with a three-second video and now are billionaires. You know, so you, you just... <laughs>
0: you just you just never you just never know and honestly so so i started with facebook live right because i was waking up with messages and and i had to get them out right i had to say them right little snippets and so literally some of my facebook lives i'm literally just out of bed i think i'm still in my pajamas in one or two of them right yeah. it's like okay what I want to do is talk about, and they're like longer, no longer than seven minutes, right? And after doing that for about seven or eight months, it's then I'm like, well, I, I think I should podcast because I'm not the only one who has something to share. And anybody who hears it
1: is gonna find these little nuggets that, oh my gosh, I wish I would have heard this. However, or, you know, it's like exactly what they need, exactly when they need it. And this is perfect talking about this visibility thing and going live and all that when we're talking about the fear of like showing up as yourself or the fear of you know the fear that you because you're literally looking at yourself on a screen you're talking about vulnerable things you're showing up there's a million different things you're doing that are could be creating fear um but when you do it and you might break a sweat and ball and then you push stop but that is a just always such a huge breakthrough and um I've done the same thing where I look back on my old Facebook lives from the very beginning. It's like, Whoa, it's so crazy. Oh
0: my God. I was just terrible.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But it's funny. Like it is true. People want to see your mess. Your mess is your message, right? They want to see your truth. Like um, there's a high power, like billionaire coach that I follow that the way that she got super famous in the beginning is she has a video where she's a mess. She has no bra she's wearing a tank top. She's chasing her kid around who has like a diaper on. And she's like, you know, and the, point of the video was like, have you ever seen these coaches that seem all put together and have everything and just seems like it's all put together and you don't know how or why or how to do it? Well, I'm telling you, you don't have to, and this is why. And see, you can be like me and do all this and still get your message out there. And there were like millions of views on that video. Right? because of her vulnerability and her realness. People right. want, they want the dirty, messy. Ooh, well, they ooh she's like, new. You. They, they want, want, want the
0: elder. real, they want the real yeah. you. Um, and I, and I know I've told this story before, but I'm gonna tell it again, share it with you. Um, so when I started coaching, I had, you know, five or six coaches to help me figure this shit out, including a marketing coach who taught me how to dress for when you're on stage with the black slacks and the heels and the shirt had to be a certain color, right? And, and a blazer. And I did that for a while. Now, if you see me on stage, like when's tomorrow night, when I have my event, I will have flip-flops, jeans and a tank top. Cause that's my customer. That's who nope. I am, right? I'm not put together. I am a piece of shit that hangs on the beach, right? And if- You're a little like a little barnacle. (laughs) Right? Seriously, I I have one of my clients who we had the best time ever. We went to the beach and we swung on the swings, talked for a little bit, did a picnic lunch. I did a meditation with her and then some timeline work. And then we laid down and looked at the sun. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome.
1: That's awesome. That's the work too.
0: <laughs> right? Yes, yeah, that's the work too, right? Cause the swinging was her thing. And it's like, I'll go swinging with you for sure. Right? I, I don't care. What do you want to do? We'll, we'll go do it. And, it, and it, when you start doing the work on yourself and you get away from judging yourself, then that kind of shit doesn't matter. Yep. It's just, life is supposed to be fun. Get out of your own way, right? So, so look at your, you look at your trip back home. You're a completely different person. You're going back as an observer and maybe a participant, but you participate in what you choose to participate and then observe the rest. Yeah. And
1: I think that's where it's going to get really interesting because it's like, so I know I've grown and I'm different. I know the town's completely different. All the people I know are different and it's not the same and there's still so much associated with old me and old things that it's kind of like um if you have a trauma with like a mom or your dad or a partner or something and then you don't see them for 20 years and you see them again it's not like it's all gone you see them again it's like you start to palpitate and all this stuff so um and I know that I'm being led back there to not only like hey, look, like I'm in a different place. I can create all these amazing things, which I already have a huge list going for all the stuff I'm going to do when I get there. A business expo, like all these things I want to do. But, um, and not just business, but personal. But I just, I know that there are going to be moments when I'm faced with, oh, that's, that's an interesting thing that I get to heal and look into. So I, it's going to be a
0: surprise. You may be surprised. So when I came back, um, I got in touch with all of the people that were my close friends when I was here and we went out for lunch and I could not even understand where they were at because they were exactly where I, they were 15 years ago. Yeah. And I was not. And and I found myself saying things like, well, have you reflected on that and, and, and why that continues to happen? Have you thought it made me making a little change so that you have a different result. They didn't want to hear that. They're not, they're not there. So um, so no, I didn't get sucked into any of it anymore and neither will you.
1: Yeah, and it's really great too because I mean, I go there every now and then to see my sister and stuff. And usually I just hang out with my family, but I have found my sister's yoga community is amazing. And I found communities out there that are doing the same work I am. And so yeah. it is going to be great to- but, like, so, for example, right now I'm writing uh, a chapter in my memoir of the first time I intravenously used drugs. So um, I, in my infinite, like, I want to, like, really get into it and seek. I'm, like, I'm going to go to the same place in Columbia Park in the town I grew up in that I was sitting at when I did that for the first time and write about I want to be, like, in it and, like, so... This is where i like, I wonder how that's going to feel when that happens. So I'm open, but yeah, I'm going to, uh, we'll, we'll see what, <laughs> how it feels. And how-
0: <laughs> so um, I did a, in fact, I think it came out today. I did a podcast. Yeah, it came out today with a woman who is, does Akashic Records. I mean, she's like always talking to the masters and her past life, is sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? And I think you and I might have had this conversation, at least the people I've been drawn to or have been drawn to me, I don't know, who are at this level of, of, hello, guy, you've been there all along, right? All come from serious trauma and it definitely some kind of addiction, right? And have overcome the addiction. And I swear that part of the addiction is because, like you said, you felt free because, because you, through drugs, get to that dimension. And you want to get there again and again and again. And it's beautiful when you learn to get there
1: all the time,
0: all the time, because you don't need drugs to get there. See with drugs, you're there for a moment. And then you go, Oh, let me hold on to it. And you lose it. Yep. Right. So this why I say, you're not going to backslide because you're there whenever you want to be. And usually you're. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: And I, and I know too that like my guidance is leading me there because all of the trauma healing I've done on myself. So when things do trigger me, I'll know, Ooh, I get to regulate my nervous system and I get like I'll know how to do it um and yeah it's it's interesting to uh, to work through those things so consciously now even and I don't, I don't judge against like ayahuasca and all that but even when because the spiritual community is big on the you know plant medicine and everything and I I understand that everything's work for different people but my what lights me up is like but what if I can get there without plant medicine I think I can get there without it. Like I can get to that place. I don't need that. Um, and again, different strokes for different folks and different paths for different people. If it works, it works and that's good. But, um, I just felt like, yeah, now I can, I mean, it took a long time though, Gail. Like I, like, I have two different kinds of, I don't even call it really sobriety because I don't feel like I, you know what I mean? It's, I don't really associate with that anymore. I don't, right. I don't feel like it's a big part of my life, but I haven't done h- hard drugs for, 21 years in August, I think. And then the booze was eight years. And so I'm at the point now where it's like, I don't even think about it anymore. Um, but it took a long time after quitting to realize that I can have fun and do all these fun things. without. Because when I very first quit, especially drinking, my biggest thing was I'll never have that much fun again. I'll never have that much passion. And oh, because like when I was drinking, I was like, yeah, I can do whatever I want. And, um, and in the it took about literally like five full years to get me to a place where now I can go out and do fun things without feeling like I need something else.
0: Right. I need something
1: else. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, it's a journey.
0: It's a journey, but it is so worth it. It is so okay. worth it. Oh my God. So thank you it. so much, Erin. And so tell us if people want to get in touch with you because they want to know more, how would they do that?
1: So everything with me, if you want to go looking, is Erin Inspirational. That's my business name. My name's Erin. My business is Erin Inspirational. So it's like the name, it's like the word inspirational with an E-R in the beginning. it's <laughs> kind of like a play on words. Um, so I'm mostly on Facebook. If you uh, find my main page, and I also have a Facebook group called Rebuilding Your Reality with Erin Gallagher. And that's where it's kind of like my little community. It's a community of like a thousand plus people. And it's a great place. I'm going to be doing a training in there coming up five-day training. I even just, I printed this up the other day. So I have the, I love that picture. Isn't it cute? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a 10 page workbook and it's a five-day event where I go through and it's really about just what we've been talking about. Rebuilding your reality from a place of, you know, instead of focusing on basically the bones are instead of focusing on in the past, I was this way in the present. I'm now, and this is what I want to do in the future. It's more letting go of that linear thing and looking into like, what's my next level of awareness and how do I get there? So really that's what the training's about. And it includes like live Q and A coaching with me. It includes live psychic and Akashic readings with me. It, It includes, um, giveaways and prizes every day. So, and it is $33, but it includes all those things. And if you can't show up every day for the live trainings, I do re, um, I do replays so you can download the replays and get lifetime access to the Facebook group. And um, you will still be able to enter into the prizes and giveaways and stuff like that. Um, you know, so it's all, it's, it's worth it if, whether you can show up every day live or not.
0: Oh, and the, the thing about um, you, Erin, you always have some kind of um, training popping up Right. Um, for, for folks to hop in on. And, and it's always um interesting. And you don't necessarily always do it on your own. Sometimes you have people with you, sometimes you have retreats, amazing retreats, right? So yeah, I've done the, a
1: few. Oh my gosh, some of yeah. the I call them spiritual activation retreats. So a lot of times it's for people who want to kind of activate this the part of themselves that they're they've been either running away from or activating their intuition. But yeah, uh, well, yeah, the the next training that that I was just talking about is in two weeks, but I will always be, actually, I'm in development of a really interesting, fun thing, which is a whole year academy of the spiritual arts and spiritual leadership and where I'm teaching By the time this
0: comes out, that's the one that people will be able to get onto. So yes, when you have that information, do share it with me so that I can add it to the comments right? Yep,
1: yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm still in development mode on it, but I'm really excited about it. And it's going to be like a going to school for, you know, i will be teaching Akashic records and human design and astrology and then telling you how to use it in your life and then how to use it in leadership if you want to create a business. And so it's going to be, that's going to be so
0: fun. Oh yeah. Business is changing big time. Thank you very much. 2020. Anyway, thank you so much, Erin. We could talk forever. So this is Gail Kraft from the empowerment process podcast. If something that Erin and I talked about kind of piques your interest and you have another question, comment about it. We'll get back to you. Maybe even do another episode if you have a question about your question. And if you know someone who could benefit from this, please share it out to them. And always, always, always like it, subscribe. Let us know that you care because we do. This is Gail Craft, The Empowering Process. And thank you so much, Erin. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Process podcast. Be sure to visit Gail at gailcraft.com to learn more about how she serves thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and goal seekers. And remember, if you like this broadcast, be sure to share and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.